He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. It's the iRacing podcast. I was almost going to say official, but we're definitely not official. We are based in Australia. We cover all the Australian iRacing content for you each week. Uh, the news and results and all that kind of stuff. We are in the year 2021. It is week six of season four. You've got Peter Wolfe Wilkinson, who is myself. You've got Braden Martin and Alex McKellar with us. How are you going, Alex? I'm good, mate. Uh, had a great week, uh, quiet on the racing front, but bumper on the SNL front. So uh, looking forward to having a chat with you guys as always. Yeah, straight up, congratulations, biggest ever strength of field. Is that what it was? Yes, well done. Yeah, mate. No, mate, it was. Uh, I was blown away. It was brilliant. It was. It was just a great night too. And the racing. See, what I did was, was I good. stayed away and it bumped that strength of field up. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah, um, thanks, mate. That was good. Someone who didn't stay away from it and helped bump it up. Braden, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Surviving, I guess you could say. Surviving. He, he's a bit down this week, so let's let's get him and bring him up. We're um we, we've got some special stuff for you. We've got one special thing for you uh, this episode, so we'll we'll get to that soon. But look, first of all, thank you, Brewster.coffee, for helping us out, bring the podcast to you. Hopefully, we'll see the fruits of that fairly soon. Um, when I get a moment, the next thing will be some merchandise that we'll try and get for you people out there to purchase if you want to, using the money that we're getting from some of the sponsorship stuff. Uh, also, 24-7 race control, driversclub.net.au, which is still floating around. So I will touch base with everyone soon. And the one and only, the pro himself, CD's Intography, uh, for all your continued support. Now, this week, what have we been up to? Braden Martin. Yeah, uh, a pretty slim week, to be honest. I didn't really do too much. Um, I only managed to jump into the two officials that both went awfully. <laughs> um, so one of them it's being Laguna SNL. Seeker. What do you expect? Sorry, well, Tim, for talking over top of him, by the way. Well, I, well, I actually don't mind Laguna Seca. I actually think it's a all right track. and We'd done the our first VRS Enduro there. So spent a bit of time there, even though different cars, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, that, I think I mentioned it last week. I'm just in bad form, just stinking it up around the uh, tracks at the moment. Can't seem to have any luck or make any good decisions or qualify the way I feel like I should be able to. So in a bit of a eye racing rut, I suppose. Um, we had fun yeah, last so, night, mate, in the in the Aussie car warm up practice race. That was fun. That was a good, good little bit of fun. Um, I so yeah, the first... did well. Not you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was Chasty. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, driving two cars at once and still faster than me. Um, yeah. So first official, uh, I think I qualified like fourth. I think I was car four, qualified fourth. Um, lost the draft after like a lap and a bit, um, and was three or four seconds clear of fifth. So I was just driving around by myself. And despite Alex's uh, public service announcement last week, still managed to uh, put my left wheel into the sausage curb at the kink and damage the suspension. So limped back to the pits, was trying to, I was on the, I was trying to get over to the left-hand side to be able to get into the pits while traffic's coming, well, traffic, but cars from behind are trying to overtake me, but they all wanted to just, come over on the left-hand side and overtake me on the left-hand side. 
so I almost had to stop in the middle of the track just to try and get back across. So lost some more time there. Ended up coming out and getting 10th or something, which was a bit frustrating. So I lost some my rating, lost some safety rating. And then, yeah, I guess I could talk about the SNL race because um, I wasn't in top split this week. So missed out on that bumper uh, strength of field, which to be honest was probably lucky the way I'm driving. It probably wouldn't have gone any better. Um, just stuffed up my second qualifying lap which made me start eighth, I think, uh, something along those lines. Um, well, there you go, seventh. <laughs> um, was sort of held up at the start. Had a pretty good start. And the two, one of the guys in, in front was like all over the track, in the dirt, swerving back onto the track when he's coming back on, like checking us up. Um, and we lost the, the draft of the front guys, which basically meant that we had um just the three or four cars that we were with um for the race um sort of was just trying to hang back it seemed like something was going to happen uh i think there was one one guy who went wide so we overtook him and then coming into the um after being hit about three or four times in the rear over the course of the last five laps um yeah the bloke behind just straight up punted me into the corkscrew and just sent me off and drove off and I sort of said to him, are we going to redress that or, you know, like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing? <laughs> um, uh, to which he just gave me a little text uh, saying S-R-Y, a <laughs> little sorry. And I said, I guess that means you're not planning on redressing it. And he, he drove off into the sunset. Thankfully, he um, crashed himself into, uh, broke his suspension and then quit the session. But that didn't really help me. So... <laughs> So ended up coming eighth or something. I had to let a couple of people through just because I had no drive. I could barely get into fifth gear. Actually, I don't think I could get into fifth gear. So, yeah, that ended poorly. Lost some more I rating. It's not been a good three or four weeks. I don't think I've gained I rating at a track since Road America uh, at the moment. I've lost about two safety ratings, so it's not not been too great. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously we had... Was it, mate? <laughs> yeah. And then we had... Um, SNL, uh, sorry, SNL, we had Aussie car at Belle Isle, um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, but that's pretty much all the driving I've done. Did a little bit of practice for Snetterton last night um, and then did that little 10-minute race, which is a nice little uh, addition to the Aussie car um, sessions this week, um, which is nice and had a, oh, well, I was going to say I had a battle with Alex, but he had to slow down to let us catch up so we could actually have a battle. So <laughs> it, was, it was a fake battle. Um, so one of the new guys was a bit, bit all over the place at the start um which sort of meant that we lost alex pretty quickly and then he very kindly slowed down so that he could get his tactics right for thursday night <laughs> well that's that's part of it you know like i wasn't trying to be anything other than we were there having fun and i know i've yeah, done yeah. kawabe session before and people like now you know guy have done the same for me if if there's been a gap um and kawabe's done the same just depends on the circumstances yeah. of how it unfolds and you know, can I tell you, I I didn't do it for any other reason than to get that practice. And I thought we had yeah. a, you know, we ran through that final session with Neil, who's a new fella, who we're all trying to get to know. I thought he showed um, good, um, not only just race IQ, but awareness of, hey, I'm new here. I don't know anyone. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And he said, you know, without yeah. being a, a, a what's a name through the final bid. Um, and I, I took a lot from those sort of couple of laps. It was good. Yeah, because I went back and had a look quickly at that last um, section at the back straight because it was it was pretty 
um, pretty close racing. And like, like you said, he, he really had to, cause he got himself stuck on that inside of that really sharp corner. He really had to put on the brakes. So it was, you would have been okay. You would have made it through, but I definitely would not have made it through. <laughs> I would have had a car in the side of um, my side pod. So yeah, he definitely showed that he's, you know, not, uh, you know, going to do anything completely outrageously silly, which is always nice to see. It's sort of another race. He seems like you'll be able to trust and he had some pretty good speed. That's for sure. Yeah, he was quick. And um, yeah, it was interesting. I what, what, <laughs> what I found really interesting was um, the different places around that track where each of us had a bit to offer. So um, the kink out the back, the that really unique section at the, the end of the back straight where you sweep left and you're trying to set up that tight right hander. I was taking that a lot differently. And I know Neil behind me was checking right up because I was not backing the corner up so much to do anything other than to get a really quick exit. And I was taking mm-hmm. that in second gear. And I don't know if you guys were taking it in first or what, but I was using I was, first. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting a much better drive out of there, for example. So yeah. it was, you know, I learned a lot just from those few laps. It was really good. And, you know, AJ, full marks to for suggesting it and even more so to Ira for uh, taking it up. I think it's a good addition to a practice. Yeah, and that's, even if there's only six or seven people in there, like, and even if you're a bit quicker than them, there's no reason why you can't, like you said, drop to the back and work out how you're going to be able to get through traffic or where you'll be able to um, stick your car to defend a corner or whatever. It's, um, yeah, a, a good little bit of practice, especially like if you if you do have a bad qualifying or if you have a bad first race now that um, the race is obviously going to determine the grid for the second second race, it's a good opportunity for you to practice moving through the field and stuff like that. So. I was going to say, do you want to address the, the changes in Aussie car since um, I guess we're talking about it now? We may as well go ahead and, and, and chuck it in there as a bit of a talking point because it is a talking point at the moment. Yeah, so, so obviously we've moved to open qualifying um, for the session, um, which was sort of, well, Iris seemed to say he sort of had some pretty positive from the people he talked to, which is, which is good. And then there's a few people that, um, in Discord that sort of not necessarily voiced their displeasure to it, but just were like, hey, here are some possible um, neg- negatives to it. Um, I think one of the things that, and I know uh, I spoke to Chasty after about it a little bit while we were um, doing some practice, and he was like, hey, like the one thing that I really love about Aussie Car is Ira's not afraid to try some things. And, you know, he mixes it up. And, um, you know, that's why we really like the series. It's not just the same thing every season. And he said, you know, although it's not worked elsewhere. It doesn't mean it's not going to work here. And although it was, I think it was more for him. He'd spent the last three, you know, seasons in one of the leagues that he races in trying to say like, Hey, Aussie car does this. It does it so well, but maybe you could do it. And then <laughs> Ira's going to change and make it, made him look like a fool. <laughs> so, so I think that's what was part of it. Um, and, and to be honest, like if anyone's going to benefit from it, like the people like Chasty and myself and Alex and, that have teammates and aren't new to the to the series are the ones that are going to probably benefit from it the most, maybe, which is, which is I guess, a good thing that Chasty and others were sort of saying, hey, even though I could get a really easy advantage out of this, doesn't necessarily mean that it's great for everyone. I thought that was a really balanced sort of opinion. It'd be very easy for him to say, hey, I've got a teammate who I know I can sit in the draft and get a really good lap time and unlucky to someone who's new to the league and doesn't know anyone who might be left out there by themselves a little bit more regularly or find it a little bit more difficult or doesn't have seven people in a discord that can say, Hey, you're on a quick lap. Could you just move over for me? Um, so yeah, I think 
it's something different. My biggest gripe was it means that I have to probably get in the session earlier, <laughs> which is like I like to be able to just sort of rock up 20 minutes before and do a quick couple of laps to get familiarized with the track again after the practice earlier in the week. It just means that I sort of have to get in early in case, you know, there are some people who have put some good draft times in that I can't beat just by going and doing some laps. So for me, that kind of sucks because just selfishly want to be a bit lazy. But <laughs> um, but the idea, I'm, I'm not too fussed about either way. It's very um, uh, look. I, I'm a bit both ways, and there's some things that I really like. Some things I think, oh, because uh, again, selfishly, advantages and disadvantages. Um, I have been qualifying well in single lap quali, right? There's a big difference between single lap and an hour long session, particularly strategically when it comes to time management. How you do that and how you set that up. There are different strategies you can use there. I'm hoping that um, the whole Okay, I need a buddy to team up with. We might see some new teams come out of it, some people that wouldn't have otherwise hooked up. So that's a potential positive. Um, I think there will be a bunch of folk who can't work out in the early stages of the season in particular how to make the draft work effectively. Um, We've seen that in in racing. You and I have experienced that. Well, We saw it at at, uh, Mid-Ohio for you and me and at, uh, uh, at Road America there was some stuff for different folks as well. So... Look, it opens up a whole new area of strategy and, and thinking. Um, yeah, like I said, very big difference between uh, an hour long and open, but particularly the hour long for me, yeah. and uh, and and one or you know three or four laps quality. Yeah, I think my suggestion when I was on the podcast was maybe leave thirty minutes of practice and then thirty minutes of quality. The hour for me was just a bit like. Yeah, I kind of do have to get in quite early now because a skippy that's done thirty laps on. Uh, the tires are really, really up to speed and is it's a big difference between that and um, you know, the first first tank of fuel. And yeah, you can then put three point nine liters in afterwards, but um yeah, it's a it's a big difference. And it kind of means that like and in the skippy it's like it could be half a second difference, uh, with with some of those tracks. So um yeah, someone who's been in there since the start and managed to get that uh tire warmth really really up um compared to someone who's jumped in in the last 10 minutes it's going to be a very very big advantage yeah look the other thing i was thinking about is um the the people that race well they're gonna have a big advantage in the second race um potentially depending on how it goes so you know um i look at uh my rivalry my my friend really rivalry with ben snell for example so (laughs) He, I have um, touch wood, I've not missed a quali in terms of like uh, this week at Belle Isle was the closest I came. I, um, I've been my outlet. (laughs) I've been my outlet and um, I got out there and just went for it. And uh, I crossed the line with a second to go in in quali. So, so um, it's something like that. If you look at whereas Ben, he might, he might stuff up one quali in three or four. And um, then I've got an edge, whereas he's got an edge against me. Typically, when it comes to racing, yep. pace wise, we can be pretty even. But then, when it comes to racing, he uh, he has that edge. So, if you look at race one as being um, quality for race two, you know the tables are turned a bit, and um, it really makes me think about how I'll, uh, what I'll have to do this season to uh, you know uh, try and keep up there with him. So. And you know, it also uh, it, 
it also means that in that first, like his, you know, like you said, has those tendencies to stuff up laps in qualifying. And, you know, when we've only had two or three laps, you know, although three sometimes, you know, he's probably going to get a pretty good lap in. And even if he gets his first lap in, that's going to be better than most people's second and third laps. But now he's got an hour. He can go guns a blazing. You know, I would I would be very surprised if there's many, um, many first races that doesn't have Ben Snell on pole this season probably be my my guess yeah i mean a, a draft will play a part in that for sure but uh, i agree um in typically i can tell you I, I won't beat him in a half hour you know session like that if it's a practice or something like that um he usually is able to drop at least one good lap that'll do me every time so and it doesn't have to be my much be by much right it could be you know half tenth it could be a few hundreds a thousands whatever it is yeah. Still that spot on the grid, and it's still that spot in your head, you know. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's still, <laughs> still another, uh, another story on top of that building skyscraper of Ben Snell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's and he's one, you know. Um, James is another one. I, I noticed last night that um, I don't know if it was the competitive urge or whatever, but he was a couple of tenths off, and then he came back and and put in a, a hot one and, and and left it on second. So, you know. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting changes. And I think are the points still the same? Points are still the same, yeah. So I guess there'll be a little bit less points up for grabs because you won't get a point for qualifying pole in the second race, although maybe he'll transfer that onto the first race. I don't know. Um, that's something we probably do need to clarify. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I forgot for a moment. Uh, I was thinking about it before and I forgot for a moment that it was an hour-long call. I thought it wouldn't be interesting. One lap quali for the first race and then the, you know, so you've still got a chance there. And it'd make, look, I think it'd be hard to make it a point for quali in the first race, really. I think so, yeah. Because um, there's so many factors that can, you know, uh, and maybe you're rewarding people that work well together or maybe, you know, who knows. Uh, but I guess uh, time will time will tell how it plays out, right? Yeah, that's it. Um. I suppose the other thing, one thing that I noticed that was mentioned was the idea that, you know, with the first race finishing positions being your qualifying or your, your race starting position for the second race, like you could very easily end up at the back of the grid through no fault of your own, uh, which I guess in a sense doesn't sit great with me in, in one way. In one, one way it is racing and it happens in real life as well. There are series that do the same thing. Um but it is a bit of a bummer. Whereas at least like, for instance, at Belar when I didn't really qualify very well, I only have myself to blame and you know, that's great. I could, I could put it on to myself. I can't whinge and complain and suck it up to anyone else. Um, so that, that, that is interesting. Uh, that definitely, I think it definitely puts a premium on driving safely. Okay. So full disclosure, <laughs> I lost power during their little rant. That's why they were talking too long. And that's why I said nothing. Uh, we're having a massive storm roll through right now. Uh, I'm watching all kinds of cool stuff, but I want to quickly jump in and actually give my two cents on, on a couple of points there. Uh, so you were talking uh, before about the having the people slowing themselves down by not working with each other in the draft, not knowing how to use the draft correctly. I think it could end up being a good thing where people will see that they're not as quick as these people who are using the drafts correctly and might actually sit back and not only are they, are they working on, okay, this is my line to be the fastest possible line, but this is how these guys are faster than me. And if I learn that, maybe I become faster for qualifying and maybe we translate that through to the race. So 
that's that's one aspect I do look at it now. Full disclosure as well. I sat there at a stream on Friday night, like I'm doing at the moment, and I and Ira jumped in just before midnight, and we probably talked at length about this for yeah the whole way through it, and and I probably talked him into it. He was probably already there anyway, so blame me if <laughs> you're you all want. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I I I enjoy the idea of it, and it, it'll probably backfire, um, but. You know, it's something we've seen one real change in qualifying in, in 10 seasons, and this is the second big change. And he's, he's not that he's the first one to, to turn around and if it's not working, revert back. So, yeah. um, I, and, and as he said on the night, I don't think it like the fast guys will still be at the front, no matter what happens, they'll, they'll make their way through to the front. Um, it, it, he was talking about the, the penalising of, of someone for the one-lap qualifying was something he didn't like, the severe penalty of it. Um, but, yeah, you, you now turn it back on the severe penalty for having a crash in race one, which never used to be there, is now a severe penalty for race two. But we get more time. We don't have to worry about logging in and logging out of the server, which did affect me um, 100% and has affected more people in the past. So... Yep. We're getting away from that. So until iRacing can let you have a server which has two races and two qualities in it, we're either stuck with one or the other. We're making the best of a bad situation. So I, we'll see how it goes. And the other thing is we get less time. We we get more time broadcasting, which obviously is great for the broadcast, but it's also great for us. So instead of being an hour and a half that we've got to dedicate, it's now only going to be basically an hour for the race. So we get that extra probably 15, 20 minutes in, in change over time in the second qualifying, which is five minutes, which is a three minute practice on top of that for everyone to log in. Uh, we get rid of the 10 minutes quality and, and the practice session at the start of the server. So we're saving ourselves time there and, and, and hopefully racing for less and using more time to actually qualify. But uh, we'll see if it's a good thing or a bad thing in a couple of weeks time, won't we? So um, the the worst part is that I, I'm in practice. I'm the one of the worst practice people in history. I did qualifying at um, at Belle Isle. I was a second quicker, clearly a second quicker than my, my best practice lap because I just couldn't put a lap together because I was just pushing so hard. So um, it'll change the dynamics of, of all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, as you said, hopefully we'll see better racing in race one because people know the consequences if they don't. Um and also we might see people using the draft a bit better because that is something that there is there is an issue with at times. So we'll see. Does that answer any questions, any any thoughts that you guys have or any uh, go against what you guys were saying? So I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> no, I think I think you added different things in there that I hadn't considered. Um, the, the thing that I like, though, is uh, a couple of things. Like it or lump it, it's different. And as James has said to you guys, that I think that's one of the unique things about Aussie Car. It's, it, it changes. I keep thinking it's the same for everyone. So, and whatever series you race in, it will they will have its it will have its nuances and differences and and what have you. But everyone starts on the same at the same base point. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. By the way, I racing just allow people to put an extra qualifying session in after the first race. Like, is, is it that much to ask? It's really not that difficult, right? Just the, surely it can't be that difficult to code. Just instead of yeah. that warm-up session, it's just a qualifying session. Get it, get it together. They have, they, they have heats and stuff for heat racing, so surely there's something you could do there. I don't know. 
yeah. Look, it would be very good if if they could solve the problem. But um, the other thing it was it was interesting. We're talking about it. it look, it's it's weird. I sit here and talk to you guys about iRacing, and we talk about Aussie car. We talk about all this kind of stuff, and I, I sometimes just forget that people listen to it. Uh, so I was popped on <laughs> after we 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 weren't. He said, "Look, I'm, thank you so much for actually just talking openly and honestly about Aussie car, not just you know trying to uh, give it a, a puff piece." Uh, and he was talking about things like. Um, uh, what was it? The things that we were critical on was the third, the the three wide rule, and he admitted it was it was probably a mistake and he shouldn't have done it, which was good. And um, and then he, he, it was other other things like that he was talking about, which I completely I just threw out there in the universe and, and forget that he listens to it. And um, <laughs> it was interesting to hear that he, he he took it all on board and was actually you know saw and and enjoyed listening to our perspective of it, like it was. The racing at the front being not being able to overtake and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it was good feedback that he needed. So thank you, Ira, for, for chatting to well, me and reminding me that people actually do listen to this. Well, I think that's <laughs> one of the reasons why we like Aussie Car as well. Is like Ira, he he is actually pretty objective about things and he's happy to take criticism when it when it's when it's warranted and it, it's coming from a logical standpoint of actually a good discussion, not just oh I'm pissed off because something didn't go my way, so I'm going to have a complaint about it. You know, when it's coming from a actual healthy discussion point is very uh, yeah. fair and very um, calculated, I suppose, about, hey, I can see this from both sides of the story and, and willing to listen, not just, hey, this is just what I think and you guys are all wrong. So, Yeah, yeah. Look, very, very difficult for someone like in Ira's position to be objective and remain objective when you put so much of yourself into something. But full, full credit to him for taking that and... It's a couple of things. I mean, it's coming from a good place. It's coming from people that enjoy um, what he does and what he brings to us and for us. Um, and can I tell you, it's a really good sign uh, of a, you know, when people are having a genuine conversation. I always find that's the best sort of podcasting, the best thing where it's an authentic, comes from an authentic place and it's a, a genuine conversation. And, and if it's taken that way, you know, good stuff. That's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're trying to get to. So, um, yeah, anyway, we just, you know, talked about that for way too long. We're talking about what Braden was racing. Um, I think we better get back on track before I get blacked out again. Um, Alex, mate, what were you, what have you been up to? What have you been racing? I'm glad we had a lot of other things to talk about because I didn't do a lot of racing. Um, I didn't, I, I planned to do Laguna. I didn't get around to it for whatever reason, work and other things, but, um, uh, obviously I did Aussie car. Uh, I enjoyed Belle Isle. Um, I, I wasn't sort of in hyper competitive mode. I was in, okay, I got to stay ahead of the Lockdown boys. And then, um, we did that for you. yeah, race two, I sort of relaxed a bit and just watched, uh, Ben and AJ out in front. So that was good. Um, and then, yeah, got a, a really nice surprise on Sunday with the SNL broadcast. So, and the fact that the race was so enjoyable to watch again and, uh, and, you know, I know we'll talk about it later, but uh, I love um, the challenge of uh, the race telling a story and trying to translate it. And I don't think I did do, always do the best job of it. And I don't think I did an amazing job this week of it either. But um, the race itself, and, and there's been a couple recently at Hungara Ring and again uh, this week at Laguna Seca, that if you watch it back and, and let it tell you the story, it's they're just great races to watch and it's it's awesome. So that's that's been my week. Oh, and and one last thing was our, our race at uh, Snedderton last night, which, um, again, really good addition to the 
the practice sessions uh, and, you know, uh, full credit to Ira again, taking on some feedback and implementing it straight away. It's good. Excellent. Um, I am fully distracted because this storm's now heading straight at us. Uh, anyway, so I did some racing. I like you guys. I didn't do a huge amount. We did Aussie car. We did Anne's car. Um, and I did, I'll quickly start with, I was going to do Laguna, but Sunday night, Laguna makes me angry enough as it was. And I'm not in the best <laughs> of form like Braden. So I just thought, no, let's just eliminate the possibility of anger on a, on a Sunday night. Let's just move away from that for the moment. until I'm in a better headspace. So I didn't race, uh, SNL, um, which I almost regret, but I hadn't put any practice in, so it wasn't going to happen. But, uh, I, I jumped in a V8 supercar. This week, I had Friday, I, I had a bit of spare time and I went, I'm just going to not work for the next hour. I'm just going to sit down in the sim and, and just race, or not race, but practice and jumped in the Ford Mustang and took it around Kota West, which is, <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. It's a nice little track. Hang on. Hey, can I interrupt at the risk of upsetting Tim? <laughs> you drive at V8 and you took it to Kota, not only Kota, but Kota West? Like Yes. <laughs> That's, your so that's, that's where the that's where the fish the official was. So, um, that I did an official practice session. Uh, just went okay. Well, why not jump in with a server and and so I can at least see where I'm at compared to other people, not just um, not just practice and jumped in there. And I don't mind Coda West. Like the 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 cutoff part's actually quite interesting, and especially in a V8, and you can hit the ripples, you can hit those yellow markers without killing your suspension in a V8 too. <laughs> that is a positive. Uh, which is good fun. <laughs> you, yeah, but... you, had, you had a very famous uh, driver, and it wasn't myself or Alex, funnily enough, that yeah. popped in with you from what I remember, right? So yeah, I'm sitting there, and there's one other person jumped in, jumped out, and then all of a sudden, it's come up with Nick, Nick Perkcats connected. And I'm, I'm sitting there just giggling to myself. My wife's sitting behind me going, what the hell's going on? I'm like... Just racing with Nick Perkat here, nothing major. Um, to she doesn't know who Nick Perkat is, but anyway, um, and he had the full Dunlop livery and everything like that, and and it was just one of those things of you know, to him, he's just jumping on doing an official practice session, and and to me, you know, I had no part, I wasn't battling with him or anything like that, but just the fact that he was there was was this huge little you know buzz for me that had me. Had me happy all afternoon, which was good fun. And it's mate, it's one end. of the most sorry again. One of the most amazing things of eye racing is that sort of stuff can and Just does happens. regularly happen. You know, and yeah. again, he it's nothing to him, but for you, you walk away going, "How good is this?" Yeah, exactly. And look, at the end of the day, too, I I, I was probably I had a second to find quite easily. I just couldn't quite get the off tracks were killing me in Coda West, it, it, especially with the V eight. You just you sniff the sideline that it's those not bad luck. This is invalid lap. But my my official lap was within three seconds of him on a one one minute thirty lap. For me, who doesn't drive V8s normally, I'm stoked with that. That's that's where I wanted to be, and you know, so you know, walked away from that and was pretty happy. Was was keen at that point to then cool. I'm going to do some Laguna Secret some stage. I'm going to do an official V8 just to see where I'm at. But time happened and. I won't explain to you now. I'll probably talk about it on another podcast about exactly what happened after that. But um, yeah, life took a turn and we're now, <laughs> I haven't raced the sim since then. So um, look, other than that, Anscar, Anscar had a pretty good little night, top 20 did it, um, kept out of trouble most of the night, ran pretty good strategy, had had good tyre wear. 
to the point where I was actually picking up on people and had a little had a little bit of a um, enjoyable bit at the end. Had Aiden Schultz about two, uh, five or six seconds ahead of me with about six uh, four, four laps to go or something. I was pulling almost um, a second and a half a lap on him or something like that, or second a lap on him because of tire wear or damage or something rather. And got within only like half a second of him at the end, almost pipped him for for eighteenth, I think it was. So. I need to give you some incentive or something for a uh, ant car. I reckon, like, you have to. I'll return when you get a top ten. <laughs> okay, well, that's never going to happen. So, actually, <laughs> we got Martinsville this weekend, which is the the Ooh. kind of thing where there's, um, what be thirty cars on a very 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 small oval Bristol like, but with no banking. So, could you even fit really... thirty cars nose to tail around Martinsville? <laughs> I don't even know. If Apparently, you can. Um, but you know, the thing is, they've got a seventeen. X limit so um when you you're not using the banking you've actually got to slow down and turn you know there's going to be some disqualifications and there'll be some damage and there'll be all kinds of stuff so if i just everyone's just telling me don't worry about getting fast just stay at the back of the pack and and stay out of trouble so maybe we'll i shouldn't see. have made this deal <laughs> maybe you <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be on the podium <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, it was it was good to landscape i mean tim did really well he he came well he came good at the end i think we got strategy right, like I said, and and we did the one stop uh, where where it was borderline maybe two stops, but we kept the pace going, and I I felt like I had pace once, and I'm sitting there doing deltas that were, you know, most of them were green. I was faster than almost ninety percent of the cars on the track towards the end there when I had you know used tires, and that was feeling good, and all that kind of stuff felt good. So came out with a nineteenth top twenty, which. You know, I'm, I'm learning to go, yay, that's good, um, rather than being disappointed with that. But, you know, we've got two races left in the season and I'm sitting 17th, I think it is, but there's like one or two points or three points between me and the guy ahead of me. And, yeah, it had a good battle where it, me and Scott Griffiths, I think it was, was having a good battle back and forth where I worked hard three or four laps in a row and, and, and it got past him, which was which was good and felt 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 positive. And there was a few other... <laughs> And then there's there's a point where I don't know what it was, but I saw him on my third monitor on the right hand side, and I don't know whether it was he hit the wall and he then cut started coming towards me, or it was just an optical illusion because I was seeing it out of my my side eye, and I've pulled left because I think oh, he's going to hit me here and um, end up not hit, not hitting me, and I end up going all right down into the infield. Luckily, it was the concrete part, and and got control, come back out, lost like three seconds or two seconds on him, and but but fought that back and. Yeah, it was good. Good answer can I, experience. Can I just say as well, I've, I've really enjoyed tuning into yours and Tim's streams on a Wednesday night um, and having, having a bit of a watch. Like It's been enjoyable watching you guys enjoy it so much, um, yeah. and especially Tim um, getting some pretty good results and, and seeing seeing the progress he's been making. It's actually been yeah really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I yeah, tuned I in. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, if he didn't have car damage, he hit a wall. I think you were talking to him at the time. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. Sorry. Yeah, I actually should apologise for that, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, if if that hadn't have happened, he actually had really good pace, and I think he could have gone the top ten there at that stage. But yeah, Alex, what yeah. were you saying? Oh, I was saying I I had uh, both your streams up on a on a screen above. I was just doing some stuff on the thing and. I just enjoyed lurking there and watching it. I was worried for you though. Uh, you looked really tense, like you were right yeah, in there. I and, and I'm thinking, 
Yeah, I was sitting there going, dude, relax, this is fun, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, there was a fella I used to race with, and he, he'll know who he is, and at one point we were both streaming and we both had heart rate monitors on, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, and, you don't want that. And you have the little blip there, yeah, I know, right? And I was sitting there cruising around. I think I got up to, like, I don't know, 80, 90, maybe I cracked 100, right, at a really tense moment, when I, one of those ones where you walk away and you've got a bit of sweat <laughs> or whatever, it's been really tense. I watched a bit of history. Sitting on like one thirty the whole time. <laughs> you having fun or are you having a coronary? What's going on? And um, sorry, I was going to say the weird thing is like this last week. So because we've run six hundred wheel mapping, so you've got to turn the the wheel a fair way to get the to fit, get the feel of actually turning it in. So I'm turning it almost ninety degrees just to turn in most corners, and I'm sitting there gripping on to the wheel. I can and see I think you, that's like, broken, it, oh, really I've broken. <laughs> I've broken the the rig before because, like, when I break, I'm trying to pull up and I'm doing all this other stuff. But this week, what I tried to do was I'm actually using open hands and 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 instead of just turning like this, I, 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 which you can't see because it's a podcast, I'm actually <laughs> turning the wheel and letting it spin in my moving my hands, which is something I just I'm not. I'm we can't never, see you either because the camera's not on. Just quietly. But... Oh yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so when I'm turning left, I'm actually turning left and and moving the wheel with me. Um, so, uh, with it, so I'm not always just in the 10 and two position. I'm actually moving it, letting it move in my hand. And that's, that's been softer hands. It's been letting me race a bit yeah. better. And I feel like that anyway, but good, who knows if good. it's actually working, but you know, it's, it, that's just the little things like that. Shaving a 10th off here and shaving a 10th off there because a, a tire wears the big thing, I guess, because I'm not yeah. jerking over and, and trying to, you know, overcorrect and stuff like that. It's just letting it sort of steer itself around the corner, which is but just, sort of just reassure me that you're enjoying yourself. That's the main thing. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to be sure. Sometimes, I'm like Braden, if, if, if I'm doing well, I'm enjoying myself. If, if I'm not doing well, then stuff is yeah. all. I'm a, so- <laughs> I'm a sulky mess when I'm not doing well. You should have heard me after qualifying in Bella, it was not a pretty sight. Oh, dude, I can suck with the best of them, don't worry. <laughs> um, well, so, I guess maybe we should talk about Bella then. Is, yeah. is that where you're heading, Wilco? Yeah, because I am lo- looking and listening in the background and we want to get this in before we have to cut it. So we all went to Belle Isle and I'll start with mine because I'm, I'm still here. Uh, I had my best qualifying I, I felt in a long time and it was weird because I was doing that uh, whole practice session and I was the 22nd or 24th per, per fastest person buzzer was in stream going well this doesn't look good for you tonight because I'd literally crashed the car every second lap couldn't get a, a lap under proper tires uh so couldn't do anything and came out for quali and did a good first lap which is the key to quali I think because then you can relax and you go okay I've got a time on the board I don't have to stress about this and then put in a second one which was faster and went okay i've got this and then all of a sudden the third one was my fastest lap of the night like by half a second and i'm like oh here we go and then went well i can really go for it now and i really pushed those corners and and pushed the pushed everything i could and um then didn't make this mistake again and knocked another half or more a second off um, my fastest lap of the night so Came in, I think it was 13th or 14th or something like that and feeling really good about myself. Had a not too bad a start. It wasn't as bad a start as normal where I go back five or six positions. I went back about two positions, but and I was definitely more about, I'm holding my position here. You have to get past me the proper way. I'm not just going to let you pass, even though you think you're faster than me. I can um, confirm that, by the way, because he wasn't even letting <laughs> me through. 
So, <laughs> weird part was, okay, so I out-qualified out Braden twice on, on Thursday night, which is really good. Um, but, yeah, I look at the rear vision mirror and I see this white car with a couple little bits of colour on it and then these big pink wheels. And I'm like, who else has pink wheels with a white car? And I hear this, can, can, can I get past you at any time here? Like, I'm on your outside. And I'm like... <laughs> Wasn't oh, quite like you. wasn't quite like that. Put a little bit of bay on that. I think it was. I'm on your outside, just so you know, we'll go. As in, don't turn into yeah. me. <laughs> and this is like turn four or five. That that hard right, a hard left hander before the hard, the hard right hander onto the onto the straight. And I'm like, who's going? Oh, that's Braden. Okay, yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> Honestly, looked in behind. I'm like, I'm not letting this guy pass. He's not one of my guys. And then I'm like, oh, but the pink wheels. That's it. Looks familiar. It was um, funny, yeah, though, because so... then at the next right-hander, you were probably a way too accommodating to letting me through. You ran yourself a little bit too wide, which was... I think I just yeah, missed I my breaking marker, bad. but that's that's um, that's all it was. But, you know, <laughs> I I did okay. I sat in the thing. I, I pushed... I, I did... The, I got behind Dennis, and I've, I've been enjoying being close to Dennis a fair few times. When, I, when everything's gone right, I'm right there with Dennis um, Hancock, which is a good thing. And I found myself right behind him again, but I'm like, okay, so I'll do what I did last time. I'll just stay with him, get as close as I can. He'll either make a mistake, which he doesn't usually do, or I'll get him on the last lap. And I know where I'm quicker than him, so it's fine. And then all of a sudden, I came out of a corner and I'm, I just found myself getting past him. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just go here. Let's just do it now. And I think he gave, it was on the back straight. So I think he pulled over. I got the inside run into the, the, the right-hander at the end of the straight and I think he pulled off and I it was one of those things of I'm like, nah, I won't dive bomb him. I'm only half I've still got he's got half a car left on me. I'll pull off and then he's pulled off at the same time. Then all of a sudden we're we're both slowing down. And I'm like, ah, oh, the nice guy battle. Okay, here we go. So I took it and, and went off and you know, he sat behind me for two or three laps and and then all of a sudden I came into the end of turn two the end of the first straight at turn two or three or whatever they class it as and just missed my braking mark completely. And um made the mistake and went okay well what do i do now halfway through the thing i'm locking up i'm not stopping i'm like what do i do okay go into the exit thing but i'm not that far past it like i was just probably half a car length into the thing so then i'm i'm enough so i flick it right down to the low gear and then spin it and miss the wall with the flick and then come out and lose there's enough of a gap behind us that it didn't matter so i just lost the position to dennis put me about three seconds back from him and then half a race to catch up to him and I got back to him within a second at the end of the race which you know proved that I was definitely faster um which is my mistake and that was the thing I was okay with that because it was my mistake and I didn't make it worse than what it was which was good but um race two my single lap quality didn't qualify as well but not too bad um pushed a few people was was battling and not letting people pass including a few more locked on cars which I wouldn't let pass either uh sorry Ash but um, <laughs> then everyone started pitting and I'm like, okay, here's my time. I'm really going to like, I'd been just sitting with them and I knew I was a little bit quicker to get past the people in front of me, but I couldn't quite do it. I didn't want to risk it. So was more holding the position, but then, okay, no one's in front of me. No one's behind me. They're pitting. I can go long. I'm going to push this real hard and was doing deltas that were green on everyone behind me. And then almost up to about four or five ahead and like four or five from the lead pushing it really hard and then just turned in. I went, I've got to get as close as I can to this right hand. I've got to basically aim at the corner of the wall of the right hand to come onto the back straight. I'm not getting close enough. And I went too close and the inside wheel just collected the wall, bounced me off into the other wall and then facing the wrong direction. And that was 
my first meatball, got a second meatball when I came out and the steering was still terrible and then I just gave up. So that was my race done because of another silly mistake that I made, which was I was okay with. So That's Belle Isle, right? That's, uh, it is. And one, that's the thing I love about Belle Isle. If, if you don't make the mistake and you really put in a good good effort and really push those limits, you get rewarded. And that's why Ben Snell bloody is a freak there because, <laughs> as he says himself, it just reminds him of drifting all the way around. So. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Look, and I think there are a few people of the night because you can um, get away with a little nudge here and there. Um, a lot of people with yeah, more. As we, as we saw in the Locked On Wall on the broadcast, every Locked On cast <laughs> smashed that wall. I reckon I had steering damage for a good half of that second race before I actually completely wrecked it from hitting that wall. So, But it wasn't didn't slow me down, obviously. So. Nah, that's it. I reckon there are a few more people with zero X's than normal too because you can give the wall a nudge and not much else to pick up incident points, right? So, again, Ooh. that's the nature of Bell Isle. I can confirm you can do it in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, my my first race, yeah, qualifying, oh, it's just a complete shambles, to be honest. I, I went out on my outlap, just trying to warm up the tyres, um, and I... Got the t- did a little bit of tire warming and then um, coming through the fountain section into the right hander out of the fountain section, I just spun, <laughs> just completely spun. And I was like, okay, well, that's not great, but it's all right. I've still got plenty of time to get laps in, just, you know, be fine. Was going down that little short shoot down towards the double right hander and just, I think, annoyed at myself for spinning, wasn't really paying attention and missed my braking marker and just sent it straight into the wall on the outside. And I was like, well, that's not great because now I've driven, you know, three quarters of the track and, you know, if I had a binned it at turn one, it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. Um, so had to go back, restart my lap. So obviously didn't do any tyre warming on that next lap because I just needed to get out there and try and get as many questions, laps in as possible. Um, managed to set one lap and then binned it into the wall again and just didn't have enough time to get another lap in. I think I actually tried to get out and might have crashed again on the way out. I think I crashed three times or something in the qualifying. So I was pretty filthy with myself knowing that I was tied with Chasty and only a handful of points behind you for second place. I was not very happy at all um, and knew that it was like, well, unless something bad happens, I'm in a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, bad predicament um, coming into race two. But Having said that, like coming from the back and actually getting through the field was probably some of the most fun I've had in a little while. It's not really something I've had to do definitely this season um, and probably the last few seasons because qualifying is something I've improved in normally quite a lot and sort of been in that top five most most times. So it was actually kind of fun. It was really cool looking on the broadcast coming down into turn three and I'm like three wide up the inside and sort of I was just in like, oh, well, I might as well just send it on everyone, you know, not doing anything stupid but i was like i'm being aggressive and i'm going to be forcing my way through this field as quickly as possible to try and tag onto the back of you guys at the front um and i reckon if i had have been able to have about three more laps i think i could have got to the back of the group um obviously not ben but (laughs) but to the back of the rest of you guys with sean and alex and 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 james um because i every lap i was starting to gain time because you guys were you know, having to obviously slow down. It's, it's not really a track where you can follow and get the best lap times in necessarily. I was sort of starting to make up some spots, but ended up fighting back to sixth, which was kind of cool. Mate, that's a good effort. I mean, firstly, um, to fight back from, from where you qualified, which uh, 
Yeah, just having a look. 16th, all up 10 spots at Belle is not easy to do. And um, taking advantage of the fun we were having up front once Ben sort of got away, you know, we had a bit of fun. It's really good racing with, yeah. with James. So, uh, you know, take advantage of that, mate. You've done well. Yeah, so, and then second race, um, as you were saying, there's not really many spots where you can get a, a genuine off-track uh, at Belar, but I managed to find one. So I don't think I'd gotten off-track at that uh, turn three probably once in any of the practice. I definitely had, um, you know, got the wheel out on the grass a little bit, but not enough to get an off-track. Um, but, yeah, just turn three off-tracked and was like, well, guess we're starting from the back again. <laughs> so uh, race, yeah, race two, I think I started 24th. I think, um, and again, had Chasty next to me. Uh, so it was a bit frustrating because knowing that Chasty also stuffed up his qualifying lap meant there was actually probably a chance I could have got third if I had to manage to string a lap together, but it is what it is. And yeah, again, had some good fun trying to get through the field, dodged an accident that Chasty unfortunately got himself stuck in. Um, but then he still managed to come back to eighth. But yeah, got all the way back up to sixth again. So after starting the first three rounds of the season, not managing to gain a position, managed to gain 28 positions in two races last week. So it wasn't all bad. Yeah, made up for it in one race, mate, or two races by the sounds of it. But, yeah, uh, so not great for championship points, but it, it was it was good fun. And, um, you know, it was, it was a different experience that I haven't had to have for a little while. So it was nice to know that I can still make some overtakes here and there and have, have it just lost everything by sitting behind you guys and having to follow around half the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. You know, like um, I, I had a slightly different experience. I had more of a relaxed night than I've had this season. I mean, the championship was over with AJ. He was he was gone. He was really pumped too. You know, he was he was he sent me a message during the week. Really pumped. I want to defend the championship, and he was he was ready to go for another season. So um, that that'll be fun. But yeah, look, I, I uh, Ben stuck it on pole obviously for race one. I um. I managed uh, second. Uh, I was pretty happy with uh, my time, but you know Ben just had the had the pace on the night and, and full pump to him. Um, and then uh, it was funny, you know, we were coming down into turn three, uh, the infamous turn three, and I said to Ben, you know, take the line, you know, I'm not going to attack. And then AJ um, AJ thought because he was sitting behind me, he thought I'd said to him in the draft, take the line. So we went <laughs> side by side through turn three. And, oh, let's go on here. So Ben got half away and then we uh, we kept going. We, we got it. And then by the next lap, AJ was still in front. And he, uh, I think it was AJ from memory had half a spin through turn four. And then Ben's completely gone. And um, we'd almost broke away uh, from behind, but uh, that brought everyone back in. I was thinking, oh, for if we got our communication right and he'd had that spin behind, I would have been away. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, but what resulted was um, James coming through and I'm thinking seven points, seven points. I've got to stay in front and, and all the rest of it. But we had a great battle. I mean, very early on, we were too wide from the end of the back straight through the whole fountain section. It wasn't until the exit of the final corner through the fountain section that um, James backed off uh, and, and we got through. I had my nose slightly ahead and he conceded the corner. But... You know that style of, and that sort of racing is is really cool, and that's one of the big reasons why we do it, right? And we did a fair bit more of that in the in the sprint race, and you know more pump to James. He he out out raced me in that one, and he got the the P two, and I I finished up uh, P three out of that one. But I know James big... said as well, like uh, as soon as he got off, 
he uh, out of that race, he was like, I just had some of the most intense racing I've ever had <laughs> with, with, with you. So he was certainly pretty happy about it. He thought it was great fun. Yeah, it was. It was it was really good fun. And um, you know, congrats to him. And uh, and I'm thinking, oh, five points now, not seven, five points. So <laughs> and then um of course Quali with with yourself and James missing out, all the all the all the pressure lifted. And um I was happy to sit in third behind um behind Ben and AJ, who as as we saw on the broadcast, had had a lot of fun. And AJ he he stuffed the penultimate corner and Ben got the run and he did another top split team racer by, you know, a fraction of a second on the line. At least someone else knows how it feels now. Yeah, but, I was um, say, he's in everyone's head, isn't he, at the moment? He's just got <laughs> diff- different uh, apartments all over the Aussie car uh, field at the moment. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, so finished third on that, um, locked up second in the championship and we uh, we, we took out the, the team. So it was a good night. Okay, everyone. So tonight is a little bit different. This podcast is going to be very different. So we've already had one cutout where I blacked out, uh, lost power to the whole house. Um, I then had to obviously come back. We finished that off. Uh, The storm did roll through and it was pretty loud. uh, So I had to end up stop recording for about 45 minutes of the podcast. Um, Let the boys go on and they did the results section for me. But we do have a part here, a special part for you guys. We've got a bit of an interview with Clayton Davies, about 10-minute interview, just because he qualified for the Pro Series uh, in the Dirt Ovals. So congratulations to Clayton Davies. We thought we'd get him on, have a bit of a chat about what it means to him to qualify for such a a high-end race. Uh, After that, we're going to... I'll I'll, I'll come back and we'll take you straight into uh, the results, but tonight there's going to be a lot less news because we just didn't get a chance to talk about it. We know Phoenix has a new... um, Rescan and it's coming up very soon in time for for the the NASCAR series. Uh, we've got a few other bits and pieces that we wanted to talk about uh, to with with F3A with their their things like that, but we're just not going to get time to unfortunately. I do pop back in at the end of the podcast to give my two cents on a few of the results, but um, unfortunately things just didn't work with with the weather. So here is um, Clayton Davies, the little interview we did with him, and I'll be back and we'll chuck you straight into Braden. So take it away, Clayton. And welcome, Clayton Davies, to the podcast. How are you? I'm fantastic after today, I can tell you that. Yeah, so explain to us what's happened. Why have we got you on the podcast? What's so special about today, mate? Well, I've done one thing that very selected few have made, and that's made Pro Series for my selected side of iRacing. That is crazy. Such big congratulations, mate. So you've got a pro license. You're one of very few people we've had on the podcast with a pro license now. Well, it's, 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 a, I have no words for it really. Hey, um, <laughs> it didn't seem like a, a reachable goal 12 months ago when it last pro series came up and I thought, oh, why not? I'll try for it this time. I'm feeling pretty good. Then a week before the pro series started, they changed the time model and completely for the lack of words, threw me under the bus. Yep. So explain to us, what have you actually qualified? Explain to us for that, for starters. So your side's dirt, but what is it that you, tell the people what you, you've qualified for? So I've qualified for the NOS Energy Water of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, which is, or E-Series, which is the, the online racing version of the premier dirt sprint car series in the world. So... As big as you can get for sprint car online <laughs> racing. And what time of day do you have to get up to racing that now? Well, this one's actually surprisingly worked in my favour. It's in 
quarter to twelve on a midday Tuesday. Oh, that's not too bad then. That's not too bad at all. It's not uh, like these rally cross people who've got to do four o'clock in the morning stuff. That's not not fun. Uh, so, where do I start? Um, what did you think when you when you thought, ah, oh, here we go? What did you expect? Where did you expect you're going to qualify, and how many people actually qualified? So, understand from what I remember, there was about first round. There was about two fifty to two sixty people tried out. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have to have a minimum license of A license to qualify. So, not everyone could have just jumped in. Um, real like realistic goals. Whereas I'd be top, I'd be in the twenty, but I'd struggle, and maybe because of work commitments, I might fall out of it. Yep. And then I managed to, which I'm very grateful to my boss and employers that they um <laughs> decided to let me swap my days around and give me the Tuesdays off instead of a long weekend. So yeah, worked out all in my favor and I had a really hot red hot go. Well done. So when's it all start? When's the qualification done? How far away do we get to watch you on the big, big stage? Uh, I think it's three weeks. Um, I haven't looked at the total schedule when it's meant to start, but from what, um, a few other dudes in the series said to me is it's looking around three weeks away. And it's uh, how long a series? Uh, 12 rounds. And I think they're running a different format for the pro series to what your usual officials are for dirt. So I think your normal officials for dirt is usually in four tens. It'll be a practice, then quality, two heats, a consolation, then your feature. And I think now they get all oh, as Qualify uh, world championships, they'll go to four heats. Okay, there you go. It and is, yeah. is the go. Uh, series broadcast, and where, where would people be able to find it? So, the series will be broadcasted on the iRacing network itself. Um, yeah, I think it'll be there around. I think broadcast usually starts about 15 minutes before the, the start of the server, and they do a quick little pre show. So Very pretty nice. much anywhere on the iRacing YouTube and the Facebook. So, so it's nice for us, Wilco, to be able to say that we were able to beat some pro drivers, uh, you know, here and there when he was running around in the skippies. But I'm sure if we uh, managed to try and make the change onto the dirt over, we'd probably struggle a little bit. <laughs> it's well, it's the same as all stuff. Like, you'll get there eventually. It, it's like I got nothing when I come to the skippies and you guys pull 10 seconds on me in a lap and then it makes me dumb. I'm scared we're going to a dirt oval next season in the skippies. Oh, you're not invited anymore, by the way. Sorry. Uh, oh. What is it? <laughs> a ten, la- ten la- a lap penalty? I have to start a full lap behind everyone? It won't help, honestly. We'll have to <laughs> for some specialist coaching. <laughs> yeah, definitely do. Uh, so congratulations for starters. That That is an amazing effort. That's something that I know I'll never do, and I know there's a lot of people out there in the service that will never do. What? Who's your biggest competition? Well, the big man himself, Alex. Like, yeah. if, when it comes to dirt over, you, you got no one faster the, than Alex Bergeron. So he's currently world champion, right? Yeah, he's current three-time world champion, going back to back for three years straight. And you will beat him, right? I'll try. <laughs> Keyword try. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, Alex he's, is Alex is good fella. He, um, yeah, thank you for putting Alex, in touch right? with you know, him too. Yeah, <laughs> the Alex. other other Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, look. Um, congratulations. 
we look forward to um, getting a report from you at least. We, we need to, we need reports on how it goes each week. What do you reckon? What are you aiming for? Top top what? I think for the first round or two would just be to make the feature, just seeing yep. like kind of comparing to where I'm at compared to everyone. I feel like us in the qualifier series kind of got a better taste of what the pace is going to be considering the top 15 from the last series have already qualified. So yeah. all them boys are locked in. So they didn't have the pressure of having to go through the series, but they've also cut, it's kind of hurt them a bit, not having the on track experience with all the fast dudes for that series for when it comes around. Okay. So I guess well, top 15 could be a good sort of goal to try and get that auto qualification no, for, for the, the next one. Go for the win. Go for the win. You got it, mate. You got it. <laughs> I'd love to go for the win. And as you said, yeah, top 15 is the next goal. So ever since I started on iRacing, which I joined iRacing purely for the dirt side of things, was was just to run four tens. And then once I heard of a pro series, it was on. I had from that point on, I was locked on to trying to get into the pro series. And now that I've made it, it's to try and keep my pro license for another year. Definitely. That's awesome. I have- full faith that you'll do that but congratulations like i said we look forward to like i said touching base with you and following it and 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 having a little bit of skin in the game as it is uh getting to to watch our favorite dirt racer beat alex each week um (laughs) hopefully we can uh we won't even get ho try and get both these on at one stage and and mid-season and see where these are at but uh thank you heaps and look congratulations and yeah we'll hear from you very very soon have a good one mate thanks mate just give me a moment. Don't leave. Thank you so much for that, Clayton. I really do mean it. Look, we, we rushed that interview a little bit because things were happening with, with storms and stuff like that. But I'm really so proud of him. He's done an amazing job. He's worked so hard for this. So, look, if you can, go check him out. CD Symptography on Facebook. Like his stuff. Send it around. And then, yeah, just give him some support as he goes into this massive series for him. So, about three weeks' time, we'll, we'll keep you updated as we go through. Um, but... Let's go into the actual results, so take it away, Brayden. All right, so I guess we can now probably move on to the results. We've uh, had a few weather difficulties over the course of this one, so we'll probably leave the news uh, for next time. We will chuck in a uh, little chat about Clayton Davies um, at some point. You may have already heard it. You may not have already heard it. Um, but what we'll do is we'll head on to the local iRacing results and maybe we'll start with SNL uh, Alex because I know you said earlier we had a bumper race especially in that top split yeah absolutely mate uh, big, first of all big shout out to everyone who came out to support the series um, we've been doing it for 25 seasons and for the very first time we cracked a strength of field over 5,000 we'd come really close a couple of times a couple of 4,900 pluses but to hit, you know, not only hit 5,000, but to hit 5,200 on the night was just, uh, it was a real thrill, to be honest. Uh, it's something we've been wanting to do or hoping to achieve for a long time. So to do it was it was was great. So uh, on the night, the other thing, just upon reflection, uh, seeing some of the guys that came out, like uh, Benny Simonson came back for a, for a hit out, which was great. He he was over nine k, which kind of helps your strength of field. But wow. it also it you know it also reminded me um, 
uh, in watching some of the races. And uh, and I spoke to Carl Witte after I actually left a comment that I haven't replied to on the on the race broadcast that those guys are really quick. There are really there seriously are levels to this game, you know, or, or or this this thing. And and those guys, some of those guys in there are just outstanding. So. Anyway, let's uh, let's crack on with it. So the first uh, the first split, as we said, was uh, fifty two hundred odd uh, odd strength of field, which was you know just amazing. And uh, it saw the return of a couple of Sunday Night Lights favourites, including uh, Nagai Sun. He was back two weeks in a row. Nagai Sun two point He stuck it on pole in amongst that amazing field. He he did a fantastic job. Thirty six dead in quality, just outstanding. Uh, just he was just ahead of uh, Julian O'Freight who joined him on the front row, current season uh, leader in the points tally, Benny, Benny Simonson uh, in third. Nick Vaughan Roberts, the the uh, the Welshman, he stuck it on fourth, stuck it in fourth, and the leading ANZ driver was on the third row of the grid, Sam Devantia, who, quite frankly, has been putting in some really hard yards. And uh, whilst he was, you know, half a second off pole, to put, be in fifth uh, in that field was uh, was an outstanding effort. So, uh, you know, well done uh, for Sam and, and the work he's been putting in. Uh, Gal Kawabe joined him on the, the third row of the grid there, the first of the Japanese drivers. The other ANZ drivers in there were Corey Lean, who uh, started in 12th. Uh, Brett McBurney, similarly, he was in 13th. Vasco Sarovsky was back, uh, who started in 15th. Uh, and the surprise packet of the night, uh, not just for... But this for qualifying last without a time was Christian Perez, uh, and it was great to see him back as well. Look, there were some massive names in the world of Skippy racing at the moment uh, in this field, and and it really showed. Um, as I sort of alluded to earlier tonight, uh, the race really told a story. So early on, we were sort of ten plus cars deep in the front pack, separated by intervals of no more than sort of half to three quarters of a second. But then uh, the front pack broke away. It was, um, it was. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think now. It was Benny Simonson and Julian O'Frey who really broke away as a pair and just sort of, you know, uh, O'Frey tucked in behind Benny and just did their laps waiting till the final uh, conclusion. But then uh, behind them, there was a bumper battle going on uh, between the likes of, um, uh, uh, it was, oh, I'm trying to think now because we uh, <laughs> I got lost in the whole thing. Uh, we had Sam Devantia in the mix there, again, on the back of that big effort that he had in, in the past few weeks. Now, and a guy was in there as well as uh, Nick Vaughan Roberts. Uh, and they were the, the main protagonists in that second group. And what a battle they put on. But the real story was uh, Christian Perez, who I said he started last. And I, I didn't think he was in the server looking at my telemetry. I thought, oh, no, we've lost him again, the man with the worst luck in SNL history. Um, but he he did. He turned up, he started last, and he just lap after lap started moving forward in this bumper field, like strongest field we've ever seen. And by the time the last lap came around, he was sitting in third on the front of that second pack. And it was a like wow. it was a, such, a, such a racy pack, right? But here's, here is where, if every race tells a story, this is where the climax happened, as you probably would expect on the last lap of a race. So you're coming into the final corner. You've got O'Frey and Simonson, who've been just quietly plying their trade for the, the balance of the race. And this is where, you, you know, as Corey likes to say, you win it or bin it. So uh, O'Frey is coming up the uh, outside on the run into the final corner. 
Uh, Benny Simonson is on the inside. He defends the inside, but then as O'Frey pulls out to open the corner, Benny comes across to, you know, just hold him outside and take the inside line and, and notionally probably take the race. Julian O'Frey tries the over-under. He misjudges it terribly, and he just turns in and takes out both of them in, on the run to the final corner. Mm. Two of the best drivers going around, and O'Frey came in after the race. He uh, he was shattered. He came into the broadcast booth for an interview afterwards, and he was absolutely gutted. He said, it's probably the worst mistake I've ever made. And you watch it. I watched the replay live on stream for about three times, just trying to see had he caught the dirt, had he, what had he done, and just bang. It was just, you know, just an absolute monster of a mistake. Um, and someone like Benny who walks into the race at 9K, suddenly at 8,800 by the time he leaves it, you know. So it was a, mm. it was a mon- monumental thing. To his credit, Benny came into the, the stream chat after the race and said, you know, look, apology accepted, these things happen sort of thing. Um, but that wasn't, that wasn't the end of the story, <laughs> right? So in the second pack, you've got Perez who has, quite frankly, the only other drive to rival it was actually Simonson at um, Mosport a couple of seasons ago who missed out his quali, came from the back, uh, from last on the grid to win the race, which was incredible. But Perez... You know, aside from Simmons and, uh, and O'Frey busting away, he, he he wins that race, you know, nine times out of ten. Incredible. He gets to the front of the pack on the penultimate lap by going around the outside of the approach to the corkscrew, the inside down through the down through the corkscrew proper. The second the the second time this happens um is on the final lap. And it was Sam Devantia who he went around. Sam was in the position to take podium. He'd done he'd done an incredible effort to be there. So Sam then comes up the inside of the corkscrew up the hill, um, overcooks it, forces um, Perez to run over the dirt on the apex of the second part of the, the, the corkscrew. And as Perez is straightening up, who knows if he's got the slowdown or not, spews out and takes them both out. Like there was nothing he could do. The car just bounced out. So Sam and Sam and Christian were gone. And all of a sudden you've got um, the top four cars gone out of the biggest race we've ever seen. It was just incredible, wow. right? And, um, you know, again, Sam came in uh, for an interview after the race and he just said, to his credit, and, you know, I can't always accuse Sam of being a humble guy. He likes to pump himself up <laughs> after he has good results and stuff. It's a bit funny, but um, he came in and, and he's, you know, with all humility said, look, I was overawed by the moment. Uh, I let it get to me and I just, you know, overcooked it. And I thought that was a really mature reflection for a young man. And um, and I spoke to Christian afterwards. Uh, I, I congratulated him on what was a fantastic drive. And uh, I said, mate, I don't care what the result was. I'll remember that drive for a long time because it was spectacular. So anyway, that's the sort of story or at least parts of the story that the race told. There was a lot more to it. Go check out the broadcast on the Top Split on YouTube. The replay's up there. Um, but let's talk about the results straight up. Now you're in a guy after all that. He was in the front <laughs> pack. He stuck it on pole. He'd been bumped back a few positions by the likes of Sam and, and Vaughan Roberts and that in the middle stages and by Perez towards the end. He came through and, and was very patient. He took out the win. So congratulations they, to him. Have fun. Sorry. They just managed to um, just ply their trade and stay out of trouble and they end up with great results, these Japanese drivers, don't they? Yeah, there's a couple of them do that. Kawabe-san's another one who just um, patiently sits there and manages to avoid a lot of trouble and, and gets there in the end. Um the guy came away with the fastest lap of the race to a 34.9, which is has I know will have a lot of people drooling. That's an incredible time, even with draft. So it was Nagai from Nick Vaughan Roberts, the Welshman, who was car 15, 
Did I mention that you needed 4,200 to get into the race? An I rating of 4,200 was crazy stuff. So Vaughan Roberts has finished second. Um, oh, and the other thing I should mention, if you don't mind, the guy gets 293 championship points for winning the race. <laughs> like, oh how gosh. insane is that? Crazy. Anyway, so Vaughan Roberts in second. Julian O'Frey, who paused momentarily to see if uh, Simerson was okay. Simerson had no drive, so uh, O'Frey continued on, was passed on the line, and but ultimately finished third. Oscar Chinchilamaza, he had a quiet race, but finished fourth. Nathan <laughs> Wade, similarly, he uh, rounds out the top five. Um, when it comes to the uh, Aussies in the field, after um, Sam was on for just a sensational result, fourth or third, it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been an outstanding result in that field. Unfortunately, uh, he, he missed out, obviously. Vasco Sorovsky was once again the leading ANZ driver with um, P12 and some good SNL points for doing that in the top split. Brett McBurney was back, uh, and it was great to see Brett. Um, good to see him back because he's had a broken leg and missed out uh, on quite a bit of racing recently. So good to see him back and, and in the top split. He managed 13th. Uh, Corey Lane uh, had an incident that saw him down in 16th. Uh, and, of course, Sam Devantia, the cowboy, after his uh, incident on the final lap, robbing him of a potential podium. He's finished down in 19th. Just ahead, just behind, I should say, of ben, Benny Simonson in uh, 17th and Perez uh, after a spectacular drive in 18th. So that was the the top split. And uh, look, I couldn't have enjoyed it much more. If I'm honest, it was a, it was a top night out, uh, both on and off the track. If I take a quick look at the second split that you were in, mate, it was uh, 2600 plus strength of field, which is a decent run. Um, Marcus Dorner took out the race. I haven't uh, seen much of Marcus before, but congratulations on that. Downs their drivers in the – oh, sorry, just to finish the podium. Mitch Nichols. Mitch Nichols was second uh, with a with a great drive for the ANZ driver. Now, I wanted to ask you, Braden, what did you think of Hiroyuki Shoda? Uh, he finished third in the race, and I've said he's one to watch. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see a lot of him because he started on pole, and uh, like I said, I kind of – we lost the lost the draft of the top three um, with a couple of off tracks from people sort of dropping us back. So I didn't get a chance to to really race wheel to wheel with him, but obviously chucking it on pole in, in what was still a pretty decent field. You know, you had Justin Watts and Nathan Verney and Jeremy Bush and Paul Wilson, you know, people we've seen pushing that sort of top three or four cars in um, split two from, you know, recent weeks. So definitely had some good speed, um, but unfortunately, yeah, I just didn't get a chance to actually get any wheel to wheel racing in with him. Yeah, well, time will tell. I reckon, uh, again, I reckon he's one to watch. And I reckon David Rodriguez, who we've seen before, car number one, I reckon he would have been stunned at being car number one in the second split with a 4,000 I rating, you know? Yeah. So, uh, he was yeah. he was quick too. And I think he was another who didn't get a good qualifying time in, uh, like myself. Um, and he came from uh, a little bit back from memory and he had some really good speed. He was one I was trying to tag onto the back of, but just couldn't quite... Uh, get myself in the right spot to stay with him, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Tough to do. Um, now, just watching the other ANZs, Justin Watt, who, uh, of course, is uh, Vasco Sorovsky's teammate. He's finished in seventh, yourself in eighth. Just ahead of your uh, locked-on iRacing compatriot, Nathan Verney in ninth. Jeremy Bush, of course, uh, who we know from Aussie Car as well. He's in tenth. Paul Wilson uh, rounds out the point scorers there, uh, the ANZ driver in 12th. Ken Himes in 13th. Good to see Ken getting a run in the second split, particularly on a night like uh, SNL this week. 
and then Mark Clavell in 17th was the last of the ANZ drivers. Just quickly, um, I'm going to duck to the third split just to, to continue. Jeffo Watch, who finished, Mark Jeffrey uh, only managed 11th this week, but still some points. Jason Wilman's also in there, The uh, one of the stalwarts of Skippy Racing for a long time, particularly on a Sunday night. He's finished in eighth. And one final shout-out uh, in, if I can find it, the fourth split. Uh, I'm just looking for Mr. Withy. I know where he was. He was in the fourth split, and he managed second, um, yep. which is a great. And, you know, again, he hung around after the race uh, in the Discord. Didn't come for an interview or anything. Just hung around just to say g'day. And... Just say, you know, shout out for putting this on. It's got me back into racing. Uh, it's It's got a bit of a buzz around it for him, and he's really enjoying it. And I, I was, you know, not only was I really chuffed uh, that he came and said g'day, more importantly for me, the fact that um, what we do on a Sunday night gets people like Carl, who do a lot for the community and don't necessarily get to race that often, the sort of wherewithal to get excited about something and come and have a race, you know, that that, if nothing else, made my night. So... Thanks to Carl for hanging around and um, also uh, keep at it, mate. I look forward to, look, the day he gets into the third split will be great uh, and he'll be racing with the likes of Mark Jeffrey and Ken Himes on a regular basis and, uh, you know, all the better for it. So keep at it, Carl. Look forward to seeing more of you. Just quickly, the results overall, Julian O'Frey remains on top of the standings. Laura Samadio and Giuseppe Tolini, the two Italian drivers in the series, remain in second and third. Takumi Yamato, the leading Japanese driver, he's in fourth, just ahead of Vasco Sorovsky, who remains uh, in fifth position and the leading ANZ driver. The other ANZ drivers, Mitchell Nichols in seventh, Paul Wilson in eighth. The cowboy, Sam Devante, after scoring no points, dropped three, drops three positions down to ninth. If he continues, though, with the form that he's had and, and gets some results to back it up uh, and does the full season uh, of eight rounds, I'm sure he'll he'll bump further up than that. Jeremy Bush in 12th, Ken Himes in 13th, yourself, Braden, up a few spots to 14th. Team Milo Bossman, Russell Clark in 15th, Justin Watt for two clowns uh, in 16th, Jason Wilman in 19th, and Nathan Verney in 20th. Rounds out the ANZ drivers in the top 20. And, you know, that was a long list of ANZ drivers in there, but isn't that great to see, you know, Braden? That's, we we do ultimately... Do it for the uh, the ANZ community as as our foundation, and the fact that we're seeing so many more of them get involved is really uh, really encouraging. Absolutely, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that's six rounds and 24 different winners of the races uh, so far. I don't think we've had a double up winner in any of the splits yet. No, nah, can I? It's been so long. Uh, like I've seen the second. I've seen rarely. Um, Three three time winners of the second split in the one season. Um, more regularly, though, we do see multiple winners in the top split. Sometimes five or six races, even in a season, are won by the same person. First time ever, I have seen a different winner each week in every split. Like it's just just crazy. So, you know, with the strength of the things going really well, really pleased to see a lot of people get an opportunity to have some good racing. Absolutely. Uh, and shout out to Julian as well, because I know he is someone who, you know, whether the race has gone well or not so well, he always comes in for a chat. And like you said before, you know, English, not his first language and always, you know, happy to put himself forward and, and then to do it after 
at, like you said, self-admittedly making a not one of his best moments um, to front up and, and still chat is uh, really good on his behalf as well. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, he's no Enzo Kander when it comes to an interview. Like we, <laughs> you probably don't remember, but we had he's the winningest driver in in SNL history. Enzo is the the Italian driver. We all used to wait in, in great anticipation for the the post race interview as much as anything. And he was another one who'd come in and he'd have a chat afterwards and have a good chat afterwards about what went on in the race and what he liked and what he didn't like. And he'd fess up when he'd made a mistake too. But Again, uh, Julian, I agree, mate. Uh, I I can speak Japanese okay, but I can't imagine doing a post-race interview in Japanese, let alone, you know, he's a Frenchman, obviously, he comes in and full pump to him. Uh, and we really appreciate not only that, but the fact that he, that he enjoys the series and he puts on a great show each week. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, series that we all enjoy, I guess we should move on to the Aussie car results really quickly. Um, we've had a pretty good chat at, at length, but it was the, the last round of the season. So round six, we headed to Belle Isle, um, which saw Ben Snell chuck it on pole, as we've seen him do many, many times. Um, and he ran away with this one. So the uh, finishing position was Ben Snell from James Chastanoff, uh, Alex McKellar, uh, Alex John, and Sean Doyle rounding out your top five. Uh, myself, P6, Nathan Verney, Matthew Mites, Brody Cook, and Daniel Stubbs rounding out the top 10. Uh, there were some big movers in the field. Uh, I managed to get myself on this one, but Ashley Knowles, he was up 12th, uh, 28th, up 12th, up 12, rather, 28th up to 16th, and myself up 10 spots, 16th up to 6th, uh, which which were probably the biggest movers overall. Um, ben Snell just driving away, pole, uh, and faster slap, but didn't manage to get the 0x bonus. If there was ever going to be a track that Ben was going to get the 0x bonus at, you'd think it would be Belle Isle, <laughs> but he still managed to not have it in the first race. Yeah, look, turn three, I'm going to guess, is the one that got him. It's the one turn that if you if you get it right, um, you run the risk of getting the 1x on the exit, so that's, that's going to be my guess. But, yeah, look, it's <laughs> I reckon it's harder to get a 1x on that track than not. Just about, just about, but I still managed to do it in qualifying. That's for, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, race two saw Ben put it on pole again, uh, which was a very impressive, um, impressive drive. Those one lap qualifyings are always tricky, and it is really easy to tap the wall and get a zero X here. But put it on pole once again uh, from Alex John this time. Uh, just like you said, uh, living in living in the heads of the the top split boys, and just always managing to get that photo finishes i don't know maybe we need to check the length of the nose cone on the snell car because maybe that's what's giving him a little bit extra he's got a little little uh, extra length on the end there uh alex mckellar third spot sean doyle fourth simon clayson uh in fifth spot which i would assume has would be his best result in in aussie car so that was really good to see him up uh in the top five and i think he had a spin as well if i remember correctly so to to keep it up there in fifth is a pretty good job uh, myself, sixth place, seventh for Liam Banks, uh, eighth, James Chastanoff, ninth, Sean McKenzie, and tenth uh, again for Daniel Stumps. So two top tens for him. Uh, your big movers through the field, there are a few of them. Uh, myself was up 18 spots, 24th up to sixth, uh, 15 spots for James Chastanoff, 23rd up to eighth, 14 spots for Jeremy Bush. Apparently, all the locked on guys are making the progress in this one. Uh, John Snell up 12 and Darren Lassou up 10 spots as well. 
So that leaves us with the final championship results, which saw Alex John cruise away to a victory uh, in season 10. Uh, 580 points from his top split teammate yourself, Alex McKellar, uh, 535, and James Chastanoff uh, breaking the end of round five tiebreaker with myself to take third spot by four points, 520 down to 516 for myself. Sean Doyle, 477. Russell Clark, 448. Matthew Mites, Jerry Bush, Nathan Verney, and Daniel Stubbs tying for Daniel Stubbs and Nathan Verney tying for ninth on 381. Yeah, just give a shout out to Ben Snell as well. Missed two whole rounds and still managed to get P11 in the championship. No, you it's can't. Just, yeah. You're not allowed to. Luck. Sorry. <laughs> oh, welcome back, mate. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. That We've is... weathered half an hour of uh, torrential rain uh, and just after it got past us. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that at all. All good. Uh, so that was uh, very impressive by, by him to miss out on four whole races and still manage to basically be just outside the top 10. Uh, road, to the two, road to 2K, Jeremy Bush uh, wins the championship, which was a pretty close finish. And I know in our Discord chat, there was a lot of, oh, where's Daniel Stubbs? How many points have I got to him in that last race? So well done to Jeremy Bush. He took that away from Daniel Stubbs in second and Ashley Knowles in third. Craig Kerman and Brody Cook rounding out the top five. And the top split boys managed to get that team's championship back, uh, running away with this one uh, this season, obviously with them taking first and second in the individual championship as well. Uh, that makes it three and four, if I'm not mistaken, Alex. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, you know, I I felt for you guys in the last round uh, because, it, you know, I know it probably was as almost completed before we, we went. You know, we had a bit of a good lead there, but then the last round certainly didn't help. And but then I didn't feel so bad because we missed our three peak because of the last round last time. So you know, <laughs> there's always next season, right? Good old so don't worry. One of my, one of my favorite apps. <laughs> the, uh, the worst one was um, listening, having to listen to Matthew Mites and uh, Nathan Verney take each other out to um, <laughs> lose the third place in the team's championships by a matter of three points. So they had that sewn up pretty much until you hear, "Oh no, oh no, are you? No, you can't go. No, you can't go. Oh no." <laughs> And then that, I think that was when Chastity got taken out and about 14 locked, locked on cars uh, went out in one corner. So. Well, that's the problem with having so many cars in the field, right? <laughs> the risks are increased. Especially that's on the street it. circuit. So, yeah, White Knuckle, as uh, Pete just said, uh, took third place in the championship just from Locked On iRacing News and Results and Van Diemen Racing tied on 813 points. And that uh, rounds out season 10 and we'll be back uh, Thursday night for the first round of season 11. Any, if you um, um sorry. jumped in yet, make sure you go in and uh, register too. The numbers are a little bit low at the moment, but it's always people jumping in fashionably late. There's some great new people jumping in, but yeah, if you don't, uh, haven't done it yet, Aussiecar dot, I don't know, whatever the website is, you'll find on their Facebook group the best way to, Aussiecar. to register, jump in and do it. There you go. Yep. That one. Aussiecar.net. Any, um, any reflections on the season? Um, well, I think I wrote mine briefly in the discord. Like it was, it was, I felt like my most consistent season where I didn't really make any mistakes up until that the last round qualifying, but I felt like I probably drove the best I've drove, but it still wasn't enough, <laughs> which was, which was kind of a little bit frustrating in a way. So it was, it was not, it was nice to be able to say after having a couple of seasons where things didn't necessarily go so well that I didn't really have any of those big moments um, where I made any you know glaring stuff ups. But um, I think, yeah, just a few moments here and there throughout the season, which could have given me a slightly better 
finish, finishing position um, probably cost me a few points here and then. I had a few like zero X bonuses that I lost on like the last part of the last lap, um, which probably cost me over the course of the season, I reckon eight or 10 points, which is, you know, the difference between fourth and third. So um, yeah, I think overall pretty good season, um, but still some work to do, obviously. <laughs> I yeah, feel that's like okay. um, your season mimics probably Chasty from about three years ago. Four, uh, three seasons ago, three years ago, three three seasons ago, where he couldn't do a thing to beat Cameron Dance for starters, and then couldn't do a thing to get ahead of any of the green cars, and just felt like he couldn't get anywhere. And then obviously he got his breakthrough win, and he's won his series, and um, yeah, so that that's where I, that's where it looks like from the outside looking in, where you're at is you can't get those ones that are going to give you the confidence to be able to go. I can beat these guys 100% and, and I'm competing with them. You're just there and, and frustratingly close is what it feels yeah, like. You're right on the cusp, mate. How, how long have you been doing this now? Um, I only signed up die racing about April last year, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, you, mate, I, I don't know the full racing background, but to be where you are now is, yeah, you should be very happy, I think. Um, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, you're right on the cusp. I, th- I think back to our race at Mid Ohio, and I, I was genuine when I said I was, you know, I was always going to race you, but I yeah. was kind of pulling for you to have your first <laughs> win as well. So, you know, but and it'll come. I think it'll come. Your qualifying this season was really good. You know, it was one of your, one of your best. Certainly, I thought your best efforts this yeah. season in qualifying out of any. I mean, uh, you were threatening for pole on more than one occasion. So. Yeah. When it comes to the pace, you're there and thereabouts, um, and then it'll just come down to the the laps and the race car. And as someone who's been doing this for probably five times as long as you have, uh, I still walk away this season having thought my my season was hampered by I probably didn't have the time to put in what I wanted to in the second half of the season in particular from road Atlanta on, and I just got out raced uh, because I didn't have the the reps under my belt. Um, and, you know, I get to be the bridesmaid again. I've got a few bridesmaids <laughs> trophies, which I shouldn't complain about, honestly. Uh, but, you know, they're, oh, yeah, that, the one time I won is looking real lonely. And anyway, <laughs> but, um, you know, a couple of standouts for me, uh, aside from our own racing, uh, I was really pleased to see some, some good results for Ashley Knowles. Um, I thought there were a couple of moments in the season where he, did some really out of the like some took some really big strides ahead. Uh, you know, a couple of qualifying sessions. You know, he's twelfth in the series overall, um, and he's he's starting to make I think some what would hopefully be satisfying pro- progress. I'm looking forward to seeing how Brody, uh, the Milo Junior driver, goes. Uh, your Discord sounds very much like ours was early on in the season with with Brody going, "Where's Daniel Stubbs? Where is he?" You know, because he was he missed a round or two, right? Uh, with Brody, otherwise he was a good shot at the, the road to two k at his first crack. So, oh, I think uh, he said it was his to lose at the start with, and then he missed a race, and then that sort of you know it was his he, he did lose it. But yeah, we it was in our Discord. With the other name was Brody. Where's Brody? Where's Brody? Especially with Ashley fighting for that third position. So. Yeah, look, I'm I'm. Again, 2K, if, if he's still under 2K, Ash, I reckon uh, next season it'll be a good fight again between uh, if Brody's back, which I assume he is, Ash and, and Daniel Stubbs, who was there and thereabouts the whole way, right? So, 
Um, look, again, probably my highlights, uh, obviously, see AJ put in such a good performance and, and the two seasons that he's won, he's just run away with. Uh, and we've had a bit of that lately where one person's managed to stand out. The tightness of the, the racing between that, that front pack was awesome. And like you say, the, the race that James and I had in that final race is really representative of it. But I had that more often than not, whether it was Ben or AJ, yourself, Braden, or in this case, James on a couple of occasions. And, you know, it's those few moments in a race where you're side by side and the heart rate is actually up that, you, that keeps you coming back. So, again, thanks to Ira and the team for putting on something that, uh, you know, really does keep bringing us back for those reasons. Do we make a quick prediction for Season 11? Well, how did our predictions go for this season? I was trying to think back. I, was, I don't know who I was talking to, and I was trying to think who, if I – I couldn't remember if I backed Chasty in to go back-to-back back or or if I went away from it. I, I can't remember, but I think I think I backed Chasty in because he was my teammate. I think I think that's what, what I went for. So he was up there. He got he got third. But, um, yeah, I, I backed you remember. in, I think, man. Yeah, well, I think I backed you so in well. as a duck. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe this season. <laughs> Well, yeah, there seems to be a couple of quick quick guys that are joining. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes the front pack a little bit. That's what I'm interested to see because, you know, I think over the course of the last three seasons, I suppose, or two and a bit seasons since I've managed to push myself sort of up to that group, I think we've gotten pretty used to racing with each other and we sort of know what each other's going to do relatively predictably. So throwing, you know, another driver in there here or there that maybe not so sure about um could could change the racing a little bit yep absolutely but uh i think if any last night's anything to go by um you know it's looking pretty positive yeah uh look i'll go out in a, a limb and say watch out for snell i think he wants it a bit more than he's wanted it <laughs> for a fair while now um and especially seeing everyone else get it and he missing because he's not turning up to to, to races i think you'll see him put in six six weeks in a row here and uh he could be hard to beat so um as as for my season quickly yeah it wasn't a very good one um 22nd i think or 24th or something silly like that uh best result was mid ohio 14th and and uh Belle Isle, uh 15th i think it was but other than that that was pretty much a throwaway but um i will be doing one more season so we will see it out to the end of the year and then that'll be it for skippies for me for oh. Aussie Cars skippies Will so, we see a, a, a series like The Last Dance, mate? No, we won't. We will Documentary. See, oh, at this stage, last the top 20 is all I want to do and just have some good individual performances. Like when when I was up there and I was fight, battling, like the start of the season, I felt like I was battling through that midfield really well and doing some great overtakes. Mid-Ohio was, was really good. But once again, like you said before, it was time. I didn't get enough time. I, I had time to put into Mid-Ohio and you'd see the difference there and um yeah i just need to find some more time to be able to put in so but yeah you won't see anything like that you'll just see one last season for me like, like i said before the podcast if it had it been a better season this season i think i would have just called it then but um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll give it one more i think we'll have to get tim on the uh memorial paint job for the last round or something he's got a few weeks to sort something out <laughs> i'll find i'll find the very first paint that I roast in Aussie car that was the dodgiest thing I ever threw together and we'll race that for the last week and see how we go. Um, but yeah, so that's it for Aussie car. Um, what have we got left? I've missed half of this. So where are we at? That's, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Just got to throw to our good friend, Carl Whiffy for some, uh, Ant's car chat. And I reckon oh. that's about it. 
What a beautiful man he is. So let's take it away, Carl. Tell us about Ansgar. Thanks, chaps, and hello, folks and folkettes, and welcome to the Ansgar Wrap-Up. I am at Lover Carl Withy, and tonight we are starting off with the trucks at Daytona. I'm sorry about the singing there. Anyway, round nine of the third truck season was at the ever-fast superspeedway of Daytona, where we had a full grid of 43 trucks on track. It was a Mitch lockout with Martin taking pole with Danny G next to him at the start of the race. The two trucks controlled almost the entire race. Throughout the night, we lost just over half the field with a few large big ones. Rex, as ever, the risk at a super speedway. The final few laps saw a couple of extra cautions and this caught out drivers who had not fuel saved as the green-white checker came out and caught out the front of the field in a huge way as they needed to come down pit lane to top up on fuel. And then a final caution fell, meaning that the Mitch trucks could not take the fight to the top three, meaning we saw a huge climb through the field for Dave Douglas winning the race, having started in 32nd spot. Riley Curtis coming home second, starting from 40th, and Matty Hunter in third place, having started 39th. With the Mitch pair of Martin and Danny G coming home despite a fantastic race and controlling most of the field. Although there are a few yellows, it was a real classic of a race. This means Martin still leads the championship by a healthy 49 points over second place man Dave Douglas. Third is Danny G, 54 points down. Fourth, Raymond, 56 off the lead. Micklemore is in fifth, 69 points down. Williams, 73 off the lead and 73 off the lead. Seventh is Dyson, 78 off the lead. Eighth is Schultz, 80 off the lead. Ninth for Griffiths, 84 off the lead. And tenth for Curtis, 90 points down. Next up, we head off to the flat state of Kansas, where the Speedway has the most elevation in the state for the Thunder Series for round 10 of the Xfinity Series. Skurlock would secure the front row next to Troy Davidson. As the race started, the battle at the front was full on, with Skurlock and Foster providing us with a great show. But the track proved pretty tight, as many cars would scrape the wall and suffer a little light damage throughout the race. This caught a few drivers out, but almost everyone managed to avoid getting a yellow flag. That was until lap 43, when the yellow fell. All the cars would come in for fresh boots and fuel to get to the end of the race. The battle throughout the field was fantastic, and at the front, just as much. Micklemore and Foster would fight it out for the lead, but it was Gallagher who would triumph in the end, who ended up having to work his way from P14 to win the race. Foster would come home second, with Micklemore in third. Brenton West had another strong showing in P4, and Douglas finished in fifth. With both drop rounds now put into the system, it is, two, it is a two-race shootout for the Thunder Series now on. Gallagher leads with 13 points over Foster in second. Third is Raymond, 20 points down. Fourth for Micklemore, 25 off the lead. Fifth for Douglas, 37 off the lead. Sixth is West, 38 down. Seventh for Williams, 40 off the lead. Eighth for Wellman, 43 down. Ninth for Walden and Thomas uh, Martin, 53 off the lead. In the locked on lucky, it is Wilco who has managed to move up one more position to P17 overall in the championship, nine points back from P15, and leads the locked on charge. And finally, we head to Texas for the race for the chase for the cup for the thing. Foster would take pole over title rival Jason Martin, and the chase contenders would be racing hard against each other. We only saw one caution in the race on lap 12, meaning it was not really ideal for the 
fuel or tyre strategy. A handful of cars would top up their tanks to try something different, but the race went to a two-stopper. It was all about the overcut in the end, the race with the front pack. As Foster had a great lead going into the first round of stops, Gallagher and Dyson would stick it out much longer into the stint and battle their way back and past Foster during their first stint. Come the second round of pit stops, Foster tried the overcut by only a couple of laps. This was not enough to give him a performance advantage over the lightning fast Dyson who managed to snag P1 over Gallagher in a fantastic pit stop. Meanwhile, Martin would have a horror of a night ending up two laps down with chase contender Skurlock in P19 and P20. But at the front, Dyson would take the win, Gallagher second and Foster in third, fourth for Micklemore and fifth for Danny G. This has had a big change to the chase standings. Behind the leader, Foster, who has an eight-point advantage over Gallagher, in second, third is now Martin and Micklemore, both in that position, 19 points off the lead. Fifth is Skurlock, 26 off the lead. Sixth for Dyson, 41 points down. Seventh is Danny G, 44 off the lead. Eighth for Carol Walden, 51 points down. Ninth is Raymond and Traher, 64 off the lead. And eleventh is Pearson, having a horror of a week, finishing 67 points off the lead. With only three more weeks remaining, the championship is still anyone's to grab. You can, of course, catch all the action over at FGME Cast. Ferguson Group Media every Monday, Wednesday and Thursday and of course as ever a huge thank you to Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing, your home to all the best Aussie online action. Cheery bye folks and uh, back to the studio. And thank you so much Carl. If I hadn't been here I don't know if they would have remembered you at all so um, I would have had to edit in but we would have got you in there anyway. You're a legend. Thank you for being um, the the great commentator you are, and I hopefully if I get some time in the next couple of days, we'll edit some interview podcasts and we'll get an interview we did with him out very very soon. Uh, so look, what do you guys got planned for the the week ahead, and where can people find you? Start with you, Braden. Yeah, probably won't be doing too much this week. Uh, obviously, Aussie car on Thursday night, uh, Snedden two hundred, interesting little track. Two long straights, two long sweeping right-handers, and two weird little kinky chicane thingies. So it's basically the gist of the Snedderton 200 track. Um, and then I'll probably try and jump in some officials this week, seeing as it's Snedderton, and I've done the, well, should in theory have done the practice. So I'll guess I'll turn up for SNL and hope it goes better than the last four weeks. I was thinking about it just before while you, you guys were talking, and I, I think it... The last race that I felt like I had a really good race was the race before the SNL at Road America when I self-threw myself into the wall at Canada Corner. It's been all downhill from there. So <laughs> I um, I uh, just got to get a couple of good races under my belt and try and turn the form around a little bit. So I'll try and get some uh, get some runs in at Snedden um, at some point. But that's about it for me this week. Busy week at work, so I won't be doing too much. Where can people find you, mate? Oh, yes. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash the1dwade or the1dwade on YouTube. And if you want to hear me probably talking about the NBA at the moment because the NBA season has kicked off, you can uh, give me a follow over on Twitter at Braden Talks. Excellent. Alex, Where what do you got a plan for the week and uh, where can people find you? Yeah, mate, we've, uh, of course, we're all at Snedderton, all about Snedderton this week, both for Aussie Car and Officials, which is good. I like it when they line up and I can maximise the use of my, my time in the rig. So I might do a couple there. I've only sort of been managing 
you know, one to two, maybe three races a week when I get on and only done four weeks so far. But again, the stars are aligned. So looking forward to doing a bit there. Aussie car on Thursday, of course, and then back for, look, this is, I don't know. 10,000 strength gonna... of field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking Snedderton's <laughs> going to kill us, right? So we, well, last time it, you went to Snedderton, it was a pretty bad turn up, wasn't it? It was yeah, so bad that's I right. got fourth. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, right, uh, Snedderton, I don't know. Uh, after last week, I'm hoping that uh, maybe we get better outcome this time around. But, yeah, look, I remember at the start of the season we were talking about it and I was talking about, you know, mid or high or whatever going to kill us and I got all the, 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 the timings of the rounds wrong. But um, I think now we, we've had a big blow up. Um, um, look, I hope people just come back out because it's, uh, it's been a good, great season so far. So, Snedderton for SNL on Sunday night. Um, check us out live on Top Split TV on Twitch at 9.15pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, wherever you are on the planet. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you can find the replay if you can't make it live or uh, if you've raced and you want to check it out later on the Top Split uh, YouTube channel uh, where you'll find you know that replay and the 25 full seasons uh, of SNL that we've been through. Took us 25 seasons, but we got 5K eventually. And, um, you know, best week ever. So can't wipe the, wipe the smile off my face uh, until I bomb out an Aussie car on Thursday. But we'll see how we go. Please do, because that, that's one extra position I can get. That's all I'm looking for. Just one more position. That's all I need. Well, uh, can I tell look, you, I like, I like, yeah. I like the Snedden layout that we've got, though. I'm not a big fan of the 300, but the 200... No, has, has that fantastic has that fantastic final sort of sector and a half that challenges everyone, but, but the rest of it I don't. Yeah, I'm not fussed by. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it it'll be interesting with that run onto the back straight. I think that back straight's the going into the. I don't want to call it the chicane, but whatever it is, is going to um, cause some controversy. I can tell you that right now because. If you go wide, the best angle is to go wide into that corner, but you open up the, the dive bomb down the inside, which will then back the whole field up. So, But but another public service announcement, that um, bollard on the apex of that corner will break your suspension nine times out of ten. Yeah. So, yeah, be careful. I think last time, there was some very aggro events last time we went there, and I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. Um, but, yeah, only... that, that corner's very interesting. It's the only round I missed. The only round of Aussie yeah. car I missed Snedderton 200. And thanks for putting out yeah. another public service announcement about suspension, so I'm probably guaranteed to break mine this week. Thanks. <laughs> we Hopefully. do what we can, mate. Uh, so, yeah, look, you can find... Uh, look, I'll start quickly. I, I had a massive... We had a big chat with Ira, as I mentioned before, on the Friday community night uh, the other night after everyone went to bed and pretty much laid out plans for the for the podcast and locked on for, for a fair way in the future and... If you are interested, I if you heard it, which I doubt you did, um, but if you are interested in helping out whatsoever, just shoot me a DM in uh, either Facebook or uh, Discord. Join our Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord, and, and hit us up. We are looking for all kinds of different people to help out to go forward. We are growing. We want to get more community races in there. We want to cover more stuff to do with the community, bring the community together a little bit more. So if you're interested in a, your 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 race being in there your race series being in there let me know we, we've got options for that uh, if you want to help us with editing with production with all this kind of stuff we, we, we want to sort of make next year an even bigger year than what this year has been and this year's been phenomenal so far um 
but yeah, I don't have time to to do all the things I want to do. But if you you are keen, don't be don't be scared, don't be shy. Um, I'm not going to knock back anyone who's volunteering to help. Uh, and and we can we can, we've got a lot of plans there too. So if you want, to, it's about the midnight mark, about the three hour mark of the stream. We go into a whole lot of deep meaningfuls. But uh, if you are interested in helping out, definitely hit us up. Uh, speaking of that, I'm streaming at the moment on obviously Aussie Car for now. Last season, six races to go. Uh, Thursday nights, Anne's Car. We've got two nights to go. So this week and next week. Uh, so check out those ones on a Wednesday night. Um, obviously SNL. Sunday night will be a, probably a given since I'll get a lot of laps around Snedden and, and I do know the track, so I'll probably try and make Sunday night this time. Uh, but Friday night, if you're missing it, uh, we're getting on about 9.30, 9 o'clock, um, or probably 8.30, 9 o'clock um, Queensland time, playing a game, but that's the background noise to a whole lot of people getting together and just having a few drinks and, and chatting. Um, we're getting David Haynes in there. We got um, Braden was in here last time. We had Ira drop in. Um, it's really good stuff. Um, yeah, so they're the streaming places you'll see me and the times you'll see me, hopefully. Uh, Locked on Lads on Facebook, Locked on Lads on YouTube. Oh, sorry, Locked on Lads YT on YouTube, Locked on Lads on Twitch. Thank you to all our cool sponsors that have been helping out. We will clean that up and, and sort that out soon. If you are interested, like I, like I said, hit us up. Uh, but until next week, hopefully no storms will interrupt it at all. But you've been legend. Thank you for putting up with us, and we'll talk to you next week for Week 7. See ya.